One time we tried to break into Google's cafeteria. They have a killer salad bar. Hopefully one day there'll be killer salad bars in every work environment. The show hosted by two plant-based diet advocates, helping you get your healthy habits on lockdown. You're listening to The Health Beat with Sarah and Pete. We actually did try to go into Google's cafeteria. It didn't work so well. Um, But we saw killer kale salads in their employees' work bowls. I was like, dang, that's pretty awesome. Um, So today we're talking about becoming a health rock star in your workplace. And I don't know if this is something that you struggle with, but it's definitely something that I've struggled with. Peter, I know you've struggled with. Yeah. Um, my very first job was actually, it's kind of embarrassing, but it was at this place called Matt's Famous Chili Dogs. And I was 16. And as you can imagine, my lunch consisted of hot dogs and cookies. And then, um, then when I started eating healthier, kind of, I was going gluten-free. I worked at a law firm and I would bring, um, almond butter and jelly sandwiches on gluten-free millet bread um, and kind of got heckled for that. Peter, what workplaces so, have you worked at and what have you Yeah, been? well, so for my first job was at Alfie's Pizza. Oh, nice. And so, yes, you know, I was eating basically just pizza. And I remember on the weekend, if you worked eight hours, you could get like a, like a full meal. And I would get this thing called the Monster Witch. It was like this giant sandwich with just like loaded with like tons of like greasy like meats and cheeses and it was just I mayonnaise. I don't know why. It was ridiculous. I picture a large pizza folded in half with like all the ingredients and you like picking it up. It was like it was crazy. It was like a like a giant sandwich. Like it was like, but it was like on a. It was like a hamburger bun, but it was like even bigger than like a rate. It was like twice as big as like a regular hamburger bun. Wow. Yeah, it was. And then after that, I was, I guess my lunches were just kind of like going out, Mm -hmm. just like going to like Subway and teriyaki and just like fast food. And just like it was, you know, never really that great until finally ended up in like an office environment where... I guess I was still continuing to do that, just going out to eat, um, and then eventually started bringing my own lunch. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so yeah, we haven't been blessed. I mean, now we make our own lunches, and they're awesome. Um, and we're going to teach you how to do that today, too. But there are some workplaces that have some healthy options. So one that I mentioned in the intro is Google. They do a lot of really cool things. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but they they have a huge salad bar. They also try to include different colors of the rainbow every day. So you're getting multiple different nutrients. And they do have a dessert bar, but they make it so that the dessert is small enough where it can be completed in three bites. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, Peter, you mentioned Airbnb. Airbnb. So what's the deal with them? They have, I know they have tons of vegan options. They're based in, well, so my my brother, um, 
he and his boyfriend actually they moved to um, San Francisco, and so um, he his boyfriend actually works for Airbnb, and he's like in charge of their food, and he has a, a background in. Um, basically just like working at vegan restaurants. So they basically have like a ton of vegan options. And I'm guessing that it's just kind of like, it's all, it's just in their cafeteria. And I think they have multiple cafeterias. Also, I heard that um, their cafeteria in their San Francisco office resembles like a a one of their Airbnb houses, one of the kitchens in one of the houses that you can rent out an Airbnb. So really cool. Yeah, yeah, so, super cool. So yeah, that's kind of fun. Okay, Peter, do you want to give us an overview of what we're going to be talking about in this episode? All right, so first we're going to be talking about saying no and being comfortable with yourself in your situation. Um, then we're going to be talking about bringing your own food, hydration, and then what happens when you kind of move down the spectrum and you can start kind of empowering others. And then, of course, dealing with your occasional birthday party. <laughs> like every single <gasps> week. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's talk about being comfortable saying no and standing out. This is definitely something I struggled with. I'm sure you struggle with that, too. Um, when I was at the law firm, I was bringing almond butter and jelly sandwiches. And pretty much every day, it was like, what are you eating? What are you eating? Like, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's something that's like common, I still got a hard time because, you know, my bread looked different. It was super thick and, um, oh, Sarah's healthy. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know why people feel like they need to give you a hard time, but it happened. So, um, the, the longer it went on, like the more comfortable I got and the more used to it other people got. But at the beginning, it definitely takes some time to, to not, it's kind of like bullying a little bit. I don't want to like make it a big thing, but like, I feel like people are like trying to convince you to eat, you know, what they're eating. You said you think it's like, it's like bowling, bowling. Like if you're a bully, bullying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) We never go bowling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Totally. You know, totally. It's it's kind of, it can be like that. So, um, Definitely. And me just being in construction, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I remember, I remember coming into, coming into my office one day and my chair was hanging from the ceiling. I have no idea how they got it up there. I've never seen a photo of that, but that's not, that wasn't food related, was it? You know, it, it all just kind of goes together, mm. you know, because when I started changing, it's like now you're becoming different. Yeah. So just being comfortable saying no, like you immediately stand out. So if you're used to always going out to lunch and then all of a sudden it's like, no, actually, I, I brought my own lunch today. It's like, you brought your own lunch. You know, it's like that's when it starts. And like that'll last for like a few weeks, but it'll just be dying and dying until it's expected. And then it's like, okay, going out for lunch. Okay, see okay, see you in a little bit. You know, that kind of a thing, you know. And um, it just it, it takes a while to to retrain people Mm -hmm. and they're going to like when you first make the switch, they're going to treat you exactly as you were before because that's what they're used to. That's what, I mean, it's not, not just your coworkers, but your friends and family as well, just across the board. So it just takes some time. 
Yeah. So, so don't let it get you down because, um, eventually people come around. I know in my situation, eventually I would get invited to go pick up sandwiches. Like we had a sandwich shop and it's like, Hey, Sarah, come with us. We're going to pick them up and then we're going to bring them back and you can eat your lunch with us. And so Mm -hmm. it just kind of takes some time. Um, but just know that, that you might get that and you might not some, some people. And now it's different because that, that was like five years ago, but now a lot of people have, different dietary needs and restrictions. So I feel like it's just becoming easier. It's more and more accepted yes. to do your own thing. Yep. Okay. Another tip that we have is bringing your own food to the office. Pack a lunch. Yes. Um, and snacks because I remember where I worked, they had a lot of like snacks in the lunch room that anyone could take you know yogurt and cheese sticks and meat and crackers um and sometimes like you get hungry after lunch or before lunch and if you don't have anything you're gonna be more tempted to reach for maybe something from Mm -hmm. the snack drawer yeah and i would say bring your own food even if you work somewhere where you like to to drive away from like your workplace and like go have lunch because where I used to work in Seattle, I was not about to be eating my lunch where I worked because I was I was working in like a a big room. It was it wasn't really cubicle setup, but there was just multiple people in there, and it's nice to get out and take a breather. So if you have a situation like that, I would recommend uh, I would just drive to like a park or a park and ride actually. And I would, like, eat my lunch, take a nap. Um, I mean, I kind of turned it into, like, an hour-long lunch. But if you're thinking, like, oh, you know, I don't want to bring my own food because, you know, I like to escape. Well, you can escape. Escape with your own eats. Okay. For today's mini habit session where we share one simple thing we want you to implement this week to get good results, we are saying to pack your lunch the night before. This is really going to save you time in the mornings and um, you're going to feel really good waking up knowing that your lunch is already done because if you're like us, mornings can be hectic. If you like to sleep in, um, this is just going to really save you time and going to make sure that you are prepared. Uh, We're going to be talking about this with our members this week and if you're a member, so it's going to be all about um, what are the options you can make the night before? How can you store those? And how can you make sure that those taste good once you get them to work, whether you don't have a refrigerator or a way to heat them up? So if you are curious about that, make sure you check out the show notes. And that is thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB25. All right, so let's talk about water and hydration goals. So it was pretty funny when Sarah and I were planning this out, we wrote down hydration goals and she just kind of like started like laughing and she was just like, what the heck, dude? Like what hydration goals? Like this is just like so silly. Like just like drink the water, you know? And um, I was kind of explaining and I, I think that like, like, she can totally relate though. It just um, real quick. It just seems 
that it's, that wording seemed like so dramatic like yeah. you're you're training for a race like this or is something. like a big thing yeah, yeah. like i i get it but like the way hydration goals yeah. in yeah. two years i'm gonna consume you know it, i don't know yeah. it's just funny okay i think so hydration goals this is like a peter this is peter terminology here okay so for me i always know that i need to finish my water at work by noon if I can't finish my first water at work by noon, I'm behind. Um, if we go for like a run or we do like a good workout in the morning or even hot yoga, then I need to finish two of them before lunchtime. And if I haven't, I know that I'm behind. And when work gets stressful, it's easy to get behind. Um, so another thing too is having your water bottle in sight, which really helps um, and then also refilling it when it goes empty. Cause like when you'll be working and you get thirsty, you look over at your water bottle and it's empty, but then you're like, Oh, I just want to finish this one thing. So you keep working and then you, and then that, that, that thirst hits again. You're like, Oh, I gotta get a drink of water. You look at it and it's empty. It's like, you have to just, just stop what you're doing. Go fill it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think um, a lot of workplaces have filtered water now, which I think is awesome, but it's really important to bring your own bottle because those little cups are so small, um, and so it's hard to get the amount you need each day Mm -hmm. by just using those cups, but if you bring a big water bottle, and I think we've talked about this um, in another episode about drinking water and the importance, I'll link to that in the show notes, but um, the a good size water bottle is going to be like 20 to 30 ounces because the bigger it is, the more you're going to drink. That's just the way that it works. Um, and hydration goals, actually, Peter, I do have some hydration goals. Okay. Really? Okay. Well, just tell us about them then already. (laughs) So I kind of do the same thing. I'll play like little games with myself where it's like, it'll be lunchtime, but I'll have half a bottle left. And so it's like, I'm not going to put a piece of food in my mouth until I finish that, that half a bottle, you know? Nice. Or it's like, oh, like I'm going to the store and I have a quarter of a bottle. I'm not going to go until I finish that. Yeah. And those, those really help. Yeah. And sometimes I do like hydration challenges with myself where (laughs) when I'm feeling really dehydrated, which is often I fill up my, I fill up my 16 ouncer and I just down the whole thing. Yeah. He loves like flipping the cap, boom, and then just like exactly, yep, down the hatch, the whole thing. Okay, uh, but you know why I do it? To get a reaction. Yeah, because you were so impressed with me. Oh You're like, goodness. oh wow, Pete. Oh wow. I think that's why I have a hard time with water, is because you make such a big deal <laughs> oh, out of it. Oh come on, hydration I'm goals. Bi- but I'm bigger than you, so I need more water. Mm. And you have a smaller water bottle. I do. It's puny. Look at this thing. It's only 16 ounces, so he's constantly Looks bigger than it really is. All right. Let's talk about sharing and teaching. One thing that's really cool about bringing your own lunch is it's a great opportunity to share with coworkers and teach them how to do the same thing. So Uh um, I love sharing food and um, sharing recipes, so... I'd bring in like a cool salad and someone would be like, oh, that looks so good. And I'd be like, oh, have a bite, you know, depending on how close you are. But um, if you share it, then they like it. And then, you know, they want the recipe. And the great thing about that is the more people you have eating healthy at your workplace is just going to benefit you 
and the environment. It's great. Like I, when I worked at a law firm, I worked with this girl who was super into running and yoga and like trying to eat healthier. And once she got on board, then our boss was ordering like gluten-free pizzas without cheese. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is awesome. So it only works in your it favor. It changes the whole dynamic. I mean, we, when you're working with people that are energized and and just like feeling better in their bodies, they're, they're happier, they're more positive. It's, it's a place that you want to work. They're more productive. It's just, it's more relatable for everybody to be talking about that. Um, yeah. And so, so next time, you know, you're sitting down and having lunch and it's like, oh man, like, look at that, look at that recipe. What is that? And you're like, oh, whoa, I got this recipe from the seasonal diet. Sarah Mm. and Peter, you know, you really need to listen to their podcast. These guys, you know, they really know what they're talking about. (laughs) Um, but seriously, it's, 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 it's amazing. You know, people that you wouldn't think. You know, they, they'll they come up to you and be like, oh, you know, and they'll kind of inquire a little bit, you know, kind of asking leading questions, you know. They're interested. They just don't really want to show it. I work with, I've worked with and ha- and do work with a lot of people that are like that. And, uh, you know, so it's just kind of like this, like, slow release where it's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And, uh, you know, it, it. I get asked for recipes all the time. You know, and they don't even necessarily lunch looks so good. Yeah, and they don't even really know about the seasonal diet, you know. So, but they're just like, oh, you know, this guy's always got healthy food. So, if I need a salad recipe, I could probably just ask him for one. So, it's cool. It's uh, it's uh, when, when you're when you're doing your thing, it's your time to shine, inspire people, empower them. What do you got, Sarah? You want to move on? Let's you just want to you just want to get to the birthday cake, don't you? Happy birthday to you! Oh my gosh, it reminds me of that Seinfeld episode. Oh yeah, with Elaine. With Elaine. Oh my god, it's like so a birthday good. party every single day. Yeah. She's like, I can't eat any more cake. I just can't do it. Yep. I yeah, that's that's kind of how it is with office environment. If you work in the big, I feel like the bigger the office, the more birthdays there are. Yeah. And so if you're trying to eat healthy, um, sugary treats, they're not going to help you out. Yep. What's Donuts, pastries. Ours was cupcakes. That was so that was, big. Yeah. Fancy cupcakes. For us, cupcakes. it was donuts. Um, Peter, what's the phrase that comes up the most when it comes to someone's birthday? All right. So, it, so it's someone's birthday, right? And then the birthday cake's out there in the kitchen. And in the kitchen. everybody's <laughs> passing around slices. And you're like, oh, God, here it comes. And then the person next to you is like, oh, hey, you know, Susie, you're not, you don't have any birthday cake. What's up? Oh, no, no, thanks. You know, I'm... Uh, you know, I've already had too many grains today, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a lot of sugar and, and I just don't really feel the greatest. Well, Susie, you know, yeah, it's just in moderation, you know, then it, it's okay. Like sugar's okay in moderation. And let me just tell you, that is the one thing that I do not want to hear. It kind of grinds our gears just because some things aren't good in moderation, no matter how you spin it. Yeah, and like I could list out a few extreme examples like I like to, you know, which is like, what well, would you do heroin in moderation? Would you steal cars in moderation? Okay, that's a little extreme. But the truth is, is that like sugar is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And eating like highly addictive foods like birthday cake from Costco, that's a slippery slope. If you're going to be okay with that, what's next? And now you're backtracking. 
and now you're feeling like crap again. Well, and so is it worth it? And usually with super sweet things, like you're never you're never really satisfied, or you have some, and then you know you get that crash, and then by the end of the night you want dessert again because you had it in the middle of the afternoon. So it's best just not to go there. And I think the best way for you to avoid like the birthday cake is to be honest with people and tell them like why, you know, like, oh, like I'm going gluten-free because, you know, gluten I've noticed makes me have an energy crash or it hurts my stomach or Mm -hmm. I just don't feel good when I eat sugar. And the more honest and open you are, the more people are willing to understand that and, you know, not give you too much of a hard time. Another thing that um, we've done in the past and I recommend is if it's like a big celebration, like if it's a month. Like planned. like a, Yeah, like on July 1st, we're going to have mm-hmm. a birthday party for the whole, everybody who had July birthdays or maybe it would be June birthdays, then to bring like a treat for yourself, like a bar of chocolate or something, you know, and so you don't feel like you're missing out on these big celebrations. Um, and also keep in mind that just because it's a birthday you can still celebrate without eating sweets and you can still um, join in on, you know, the fun with the co- your coworkers and just kind of being in that environment without having to eat. I think our society places food in too many situations, social situations where we can still celebrate without things that make us feel bad. All great points. Peter's dancing that whole time. I'm dancing. I'm listening. Um, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to cover, Peter? I I, I feel really good about the content that we went over. Um, And guys, if you have any questions, come on over to the website and uh, leave a comment. Let us know. Like, we want to help. That's what we're here for. Let's wrap it up. Um, uh, So today we're going to be sharing in the show notes. A post that's going to be really helpful. It is 30 healthy lunches that you can take to work. So they travel really well. There's salads and wraps and all sorts of good stuff. So if you want that, head on over to thehealthbeat.us forward slash HB25. That's the one. All right. How about a sneak peek for next week? All right. So we're going to be talking about confidently cooking healthy in your kitchen. So we're going to be covering everything you need to know to get cooking and keep cooking. We're also going to be talking about how to make your creations taste good as well, which is majorly important. We're going to be telling you how to have some fun in the kitchen. Yes, ma'am. Okay, guys, until next week on The Health Beat. you're trying to lock down if so check out thehealthbeat.us a community to hold you accountable 